0: This podcast is brought to you by the ultimate lettering quiz. Find out just how much you really know about letters by taking the quiz for free on martinafraud.com quiz. Enjoy. Uno, dos, Let's tres. Let, let it it out. Out. Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the creatives, illustrators, designers, and makers of tomorrow today. My name is Martina Flor. I'm a lettering artist, author, educator, and the host of this show. And today we'll be making a review of the golden moments of the first season of the podcast. During this first season, I've had several guests on the show, most of them artists and illustrators. And together we answer your questions. Yes, we answer the questions of our listeners, and we covered different topics that are relevant for the life of a creative person. We touch on inspiration and motivation. We spoke about innate talent and learning. We discussed community and competition. We touched on topics related to freelancing, like money mindset and income streams and personal branding and I personally feel that I had tons of takeaways and this is what we will be doing today to go through the golden moments of this season of the podcast. And and I want to ask you to stay until the end because I will be sharing with you some exciting announcements that have to do with the second season of the podcast, which is coming soon. We will have new stuff coming in. and. And by this I mean not only new guests and sections, but also a new format, and I'm super excited about it, and I'm sure you will do too. So without further ado, we will dive into the highlights of the first season of the podcast. We will start with a recurring topic on the first season um, that was how to create personal work. We had a lot of questions coming around this topic. and through discussing with my guests. It is something that occupies or seems to occupy their mind as well, or it did for a long time as, it, as they were studying. I know it did with me, so some of them discover their artistic voice through the uses of, of a certain technique or a certain tool. Some of them by studying and finding inspiration in vintage art pieces, for instance. Um, and some of them did that or found their creative voice through remixing things from other artists. So Murugaya was one of the guests that had that approach and this is what he shared on that episode.
1: The style change, the work changing, you know, um, to be more unique. I was, um, making work that I could always reference to another artist. I could always say, oh, I really like this artist's work, so I'll put a bit of that in there. And and they were contemporary artists, they were people that were working today. Hmm. And I got some feedback from a few people that, and the first, when they saw the, the work, they would say, that reminds me of this person that reminds me of this person. And I started to get very, very upset and distraught. And I was really like, why am I not doing this? Why am I not getting it right? You know, and mm. I, I really gave myself a hard time. And that's when the lesson came in of stop comparing yourself to other people mm. and other other artists' work. There, if you compare yourself to people working today and like, you know, compare your work to their work and and try and see differences or similarities it is not going to go very well and at that that was the moment when i realized i needed to change something and do something different and be more unique and you know find a way to kind of make work that felt more like me so it really was that moment i think it was 2017 or 18 when i realized that i needed to stop comparing myself to others and in therapy they call it compare and despair hmm. um, you know you you see something and then you're worried that your thing isn't as good as their thing and it's it happens in daily life and it's it's it, all the time um yeah so it was that realization that i needed to, to, to stop comparing
0: and it's interesting because generally artists and creatives, as you can hear from Murugaya himself, strive for reaching that level where they are doing work that is unique and that reflects their vision of the world and that looks like nothing else. And once they find it, once they find that and clients recognize them by for that and also peers recognize them for that, um, and they come asking, for their unique style. So clients start approaching them because of their unique style. This is where I have found out in throughout this podcast that some of us start resenting that, start resenting their own style because clients come asking for the same thing over and over. And we feel that we have no creative freedom and so on. And this is where personal projects come into place. And lettering artist Ricardo Gonzalez, also known as It's a Living, shared an interesting approach around personal projects throughout the podcast.
2: I I actually really love the fact like those three questions and and the order. So um, I think and I think for everyone, still for me to this day, why do I want to do a personal project? I think at the beginning for me was more about building a portfolio you know like because at some point i heard um you get hired what you show in your portfolio Mm -hmm. so if you start putting websites you're going to get hired to do websites and illustration you know if you want to do lettering you should put lettering you should do calligraphy and like doesn't matter if if it's not for a client like ultimately commercial work especially for me is like the end like the main thing is to create something you know and then that's when i started actually from in college like my graphic design portfolio was all personal projects and i made them. I presented me super well i tried the best to make it look professional you know and and well documented and all that and throughout the years i keep trying to do the same thing it still works to this day it's not like i have it all figured out but now compared to the beginning where you want to build a portfolio now when you do have a portfolio, excuse me, what 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 do you do? Because it's so easy to get caught into the cycle of doing the same thing, the same mm. thing. Clients already know you for what you do, and then you you just kinda like get bored, you know? Mm. Maybe like you know, you have a little bit of hunger of like grow and experiment, do something else.
0: And it's interesting how Ricardo speaks about the idea of okay, one, once you reach a level where you have your own portfolio our cli- and clients come because of that, how that can turn into a boring job. And he is using um, his personal projects to keep on feeding his portfolio, but also his own creativity. And I remember that during the podcast with Murugaya, who you listened to before, He he said something really interesting and also he spoke about personal projects, but he said something that I will remember, which is like one for them, one for you. So he would in his workflow as a creative, he would always try to create something for clients, for commissions and something for himself. So remember that one for them and one for you. So, I want to move on to the next topic that was also um, something that was recurrent during the first season of the podcast. And I discovered that burnout is really common among creatives. And this is due to the fact that because we love what we do, we tend not to put boundaries on, you know, working times and how much we put into a project. So, the moment we turn our craft into a job, it is essential to set up some boundaries for yourself and start treating your craft as a real job. This is what Scott Biersack said during one of the episodes around burnout and developing a skill.
3: So I know the burnout can easily happen in that sense because you're trying to um, cram, you know, 10 years worth of experience into a short you know, one or two year time period. And it's just not possible, you know, like you gotta take the time to, um, you know, whether that's like go through some educational program or workshop or whatever, and put in the time and the practice to like get to that point. Um, you can obviously get to that point quicker than others if you're very gifted in the matter, of course, but not everyone is gifted. It takes the time and dedication to get to that point. So, um, to avoid burnout my like sort of my personal advice and experiences have been to of course take a step away from the work like creatives as a whole um need that like sort of solitude and alone time to sort of like recharge our batteries in a way Um, because otherwise yeah you're gonna hit that point where you're like feeling frustrated or depressed or um you know just kind of uh having a difficult time you know, expressing certain ideas or whatever that situation may be. It varies depending on the person. So for me, like what I would personally do is go for a bike ride or run or do some meditation or journaling, Um, a lot of self-reflecting stuff, because that's kind of what creatives are. We're kind of in that world to begin with. Um, But everyone's sort of like uh, idea of you know, relaxation is, or, you know, uh, some way for you to sort of disconnect from everything, it's going to be completely different. So like my idea of that and avoiding burnout is completely different from somebody else's idea of avoiding burnout. So don't like take this with a grain of salt. Like my, this is not like the, the tried and true way, but you do need that time to sort of, uh, rest and recharge. Um, and I know it's like super fun and enjoyable to like, do what you love, but you still need that, like, recharge time.
0: And I really like what what Scott said during that episode, because I think it's also a reminder of how time is important, not only the time that you take for yourself and for your health, but also that you are aware that developing a skill and a business, if you are running a creative business, requires time. I know that social media exacerbate this idea that you have to be producing all the time and because you just see others and what they are creating and you feel you're so behind, right? And I work with many creatives in my business. I coach many creatives and I see this also as a pattern. The idea that they they need to do it now. They are behind in their uh, journey as creatives, right? So I think Scott's reminder of hey, you need to give it time. You need to put in those 10,000 hours. You know, it won't happen overnight. And it's just fine to allow yourself some time. Everyone is at different stages of their career and their path as creatives. And I think Scott's reminder of like, hey, give it time. It will happen. But you need to allow that time for yourself and for your craft to develop. And I think this makes a good segue into the topic of social media. When we are speaking about the idea of, or the perception that you know you're behind when you uh, in your creative work, and when you see others through social media, you feel that you know you should be doing some work, whereas others are producing all the time. And of course, that during the podcast episodes we touch on social media, which is a topic that occupies the mind of many of us creatives and many of us people, actually. So many struggle with getting more followers and likes or wonder if they should be on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and every new social media platform that is out there. And we don't stop to ask ourselves if that really matters at all. And To speak about this, I had the chance to have Dot Lang, a social media strategist. And I think that the best, the best bits of advice she gave was go deep, not wide. And she was encouraging us to use those social media accounts that have, or social media platforms that have, um, the most impact for our work and makes the more sense to us and that we feel connect connected to. Um, And if that's Instagram, she said, go deep with Instagram and don't spread yourself thin across a lot of different platforms. Now, social media is a topic that came out often during our episodes. We got also a lot of questions coming from our listeners regarding social media. And here's, here's one of, um, of the memorable bits that I thought was a good reflection around social media from lettering artist, Stefan Kunz.
4: The, the thing that social media did really well is like it brought up really a lot of great stuff, um, like beautiful content, wonderful creation. Like it, it pushed us like to do more and to, to even get better. What it also did, and that's the negative side, it's also brought like the top people, like the best in the world, that suddenly you see always on your feed. Like if you, TikTok is even worse in that regard. Um, With Instagram, you choose who you want to follow and you see their work. And usually you will choose like some of the best people you can find. But on TikTok, you will get like promoted the best pieces that people create, like the funniest, the most, uh interesting most captivating art pieces and so you're just seeing like the cream like the the top like the sugar coating of everything and so you're high on that sugar you're high on on just that feeling and when when you stop you're left with like i i don't know how to do that i don't know how to create that and and you can always see that as a motivator to see yourself push but often enough it's a bad motivation to do that in the first place like it's an extrinsic motivation so it comes from externally um or you can use it to to boost yourself up like it's like yourself you're like oh right. like i love what they did and i kind of like like you look at it from the perspective of like how can i learn from that instead of just how can i be like that hmm. um and taking like other sides but it's really true that one of the things especially when you're in a slump, social media is, is, is a, is a terrible, um, like what, what would be, um, like it's, it's adding like salt exacerbates
0: it, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like it's, it it just makes everything worse because you're just seeing like everybody else succeed and, and you're already having self pity with yourself because you're like, ah, like I wish I was that way or I could do this. And I wish I would be creative right now. And so it just, makes you sh- like, feel worse about yourself.
0: So Stefan has over 500,000 followers on Instagram, and it was so refreshing to hear this coming from him before because I feel that it puts the things a little bit in perspective. And he also took a little bit of weight down the shoulders of our listeners who may be struggling with social media too. And I'm personally very critical of social media. And I think if you listen to many of our uh, Podcast episode, you might have realized this, even though it it really did play a big role in my career as an artist. But I see creatives increasingly focus on social media and obsess around social media as a means of getting validation on their work and also as the you know the channel to find a lot of their opportunities in life and in business, right? And I believe that this is where we need to rethink or choose the places where we seek for those things, and especially when it comes to validation, right? And I want to share with you a, a snippet of the conversation with Nim Ben Royven, who is a creative director and lettering artist based in New York. And this was one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. Nim um, was open and vulnerable. And I would really recommend you to listen to this episode if you want. After listening to this one, Nim share his thoughts about uh, validation and social media. And this is what he said.
5: On the other side of thing, like the ability to take the brighter moments and let them stick with us, like that's something that we are less and less good at doing as we are more involved in the social media world, like, you know, we could do something that goes absolutely ballistic, that people love and are insanely just, um, you know, supportive of Uh, the next day, we might still feel absolutely just down in the dumps, sad, like, why do I feel so crappy? Um, It's because we can't hold on to these feelings anymore, because we need this constant resupply of... Uh, serotonin or whatever the the like you know numbers give us just constantly. and I think the social media companies know this, they exploit it to no end. they'll keep exploiting it until we find another way of that self-validation, which mm. I'm starting to feel like only really occurs with you know personal interaction with people, um, you know, spending more time with the people that you love and putting a lot more, weight into the interactions that you have to like, find ways of being more kind to the people that you love and to like, allow them to be more kind to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it's like you could make something gorgeous and your mother or your, your partner, sister, brother. say like, wow, that's amazing. I love this. You're so talented. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever and you just like wait for a stranger, a complete stranger to validate it, to be like, oh, I need that, that's what I need, is somebody who has nothing to do with my life, who I'll never meet to, like even if it's a celebrity that doesn't care about me, like I need that validation rather than somebody who I absolutely trust and care about. Um, And to like rewind, notice that that's happening, bring ourselves into a place where we're like, wow, this is somebody who I really, you know, I, I'm impressed with their, you know, status. I respect their opinions. Why don't I, you know, take in what they're saying and use that as my validation, and everything that comes after that is just a bonus, or you know, we'll find ways of dealing with it. But um, as long as that exists, I think I'm hoping to become better at taking in the good stuff mm-hmm. and finding it in other places outside of social media.
0: And I love to wrap up this review episode of the first season of the podcast with that snippet so that it stays with you because it's a powerful one. I will add all the links to all the social media accounts and websites of all of our guests that were featured today on the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed the first season of the podcast for us, for me, and for my team. It has been a ride. We learn so much from this experience and this is why we want to create a season two because we believe that we can use all that what we have learned in the first season and we can take the next step and make this podcast even more amazing. So the first announcement I wanted to make is that the second season of the podcast will be opening its doors to creatives in the general sense, so we will have guests ranging from lettering artists to illustrators to designers to type designers. So we will really open the game to other disciplines between within um, creativity. So during the first season, we mostly inviting we invited lettering artists and type designers who also happen to be my friends, most of them, but we want to welcome other creatives and know about their stories. So, episodes will be slightly different. We will go deep into the stories of high-performing creatives and try to figure out how they do it and how did they get there. And I hope that these insights will help you figure out your own creative path. Up until now, the episodes were triggered by the questions submitted by you and other listeners, which I am really thankful for and grateful for. These questions were really the the gasoline for our first season of the podcast. And in the second season, I want to slow down. And yes, of course, we will answer your questions, but also hear the stories that our guests have to share and go deep into them. And this leads to the second announcement that is that the podcast will be changing names. So no worries, you will still be able to find us, but we want to bring or to put a new name that sort of reflects the content of the podcast. So watch us while we figure out how to call the podcast next. In the next episode, um we will be doing a, secur- a the second part of this review uh of the first um, season of the podcast so if you think that this review episode was short in women no worries i especially pay attention to having an inclusive quota of guests in the podcast well especially when it comes to ladies i try to bring many ladies to my podcast so you will um you will get to see the best bits of some of the best episodes of our first season of the podcast. So this is it. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Floor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinafloor.com slash podcasts, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com/ slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you love this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you on the next episode of Letter Now. Bye bye.